Shalom to all. Today's off is Erevin Daf Samach Aleph. We're starting Samach on Bez, two lines up from the bottom, the third word on the line. Today's daf is sponsored with Chos Dino Bas Elisheva. She should have a year of Hatzlacha, Bracha, and a year full of Yeshuas. Now, we had concluded yesterday in the middle of a discussion. Rav Edi had quoted Rabbi Shua ben Levi that if someone is Kanishvisa outside a city and his 2,000 Amas ended right in the middle of the city, he's allowed to walk no further than that. Whereas if his 2,000 Amas extended past the city, then the entire city is just considered like four Amas and he continues his count outside the city, only subtracting four Amas from this entire distance. Now, Rav Edi had called this Divri Nevius, words of prophecy, because they have no logical explanation. And the Gemara says, Omarava, Trebayotinani, both of these are learned in a Mishnah. What are you telling me that they're Divri Nevius? Anche Irgadelu, if people of a large city, Mahalchan is called Irgadelu, they're allowed to walk around an entire small city. Samach Alpha and Alpha on top of Ain Anche Irgadelu, Mahalchan is called Irgadelu, whereas the people of the small city are not allowed to walk around the entire large city. Now, this is a scenario with two cities at a distance from each other. They're more than 141 and a third Amas away from each other. However, they are within Tchum Shabbos of each other. My time, oh, why is that that the large city is allowed to walk around the entire small one, but the small one is not allowed to walk around the entire large one? Lavin Shomas and not because the Hani calls me Dasan Machatsuir. The small city, their 2,000 Amps of Tchum ends right in the middle of the big city somewhere because this big city is huge. Vahani calls me Dasan Besaifuir. Whereas the large city, their Tchum ends at the end of the small city. So they're allowed to walk around the entire small city. So clearly, this is not Divri Nevius. This is something that comes right from a Mishnah. Rav Edi, he'll answer you that that's not what the Mishnah is talking about. He had a different Girsa. Anche, Anche Tani. That Mishnah is really saying that both people from the large city and the small city are allowed to walk around the other city. And the people of the small city are not limited walking around the entire large city. Umukim Lion explains that Mishnah Benay where they had placed their Erev inside the large city, so therefore they were kind of Shvisa within the large city. But the Mishnah was not saying anything about a person who's outside a city and he's measuring his 2,000 Amas. They did not differentiate at all between a person whose Tchum ended halfway through the city or at the end of the city. Now the Gemara asks, This case of Rabbi Shubhan Levi wasn't really mentioned in the Mishnah, but tonight we have a Mishnah at the end of this daf. In regards to the person that's measuring his Tchum from outside the city, we give him 2,000 Amas. Even if the end of his measurement ends off in the middle of a cave, he's not allowed to walk any further than that. So what do we need to have this halacha from Rabbi Shubin Levi for? So the Gemara answer is no. Rabbi Shubin Levi needs to teach us his halacha if it extends to the end of the city. So then you're allowed to walk around the entire city and it's only considered like Dalad Amis. It's not really part of the Tchum. Deloy Tanan, that was not taught in the Mishnah. So that's what we need Rabbi Shubin Levi for. We had started out this Gemara with Rava quoting a Mishnah and we had two different versions of the Mishnah. One from Rava, one from Rav Idi. And Rav Nachman, Nachman said, The one that learns the Mishnah, the people of both cities are allowed to walk around the other cities, that's not a problem. And and the one that learns that only the people from the large city are allowed to walk around the small city, but the small city is not allowed to walk around the large city, that's also not a problem. And now we explain, The one that learns that, he's not learning it in error, because he's talking about the Mishnah is saying that a person placed his Erev in the other town, and since their Erev was placed in the other town, that's why they're allowed to walk around it. And Umanitani ain't Anche, Lemishtavish, he's also not making a mistake. Demukim Lobamaide, that's talking about a person who's measuring his tchum, and that's also not an issue because if they measure the tchum and it comes out to halfway through the city, they're only allowed to walk around half of the city. And Vikhsuri Mechsar of a Hakiktani, we're just missing some in the Mishnah, and this is really how it should be taught. Anche Irgadala Mahakanus Kol Yirkatana, the people of the large city are allowed to walk around the entire small city. Vain Anche Irkatana Mahakanus Kol Yirgadala, and the people of the small city are not allowed to walk around the entire large city. But Medzra Murim, when is that said? Bemaidate, if a person's measuring his tchum from where he is. If someone was in a large town and he placed his Eruv down in the small city before Shabbos or he was inside the small city and he placed his Eruv down in the large city before Shabbos he's allowed to walk around an entire city because that's where he was Kanishviso. 
Vichutz Lalpai Mama, and then he only starts measuring his Tchum Shabbos from outside the boundary of the city. And now we have another Lacha on the Gemara. Amrav Yisef, Amrav Bar Abba, Amrav Huna. Yirshei Shevas Al Sfas Hanachel. We have a city that's sitting right at the edge of a ravine or a very steep slope. In Yishlof Hana Adak Arba, if there's a small wall of four Amas, Maidin Lam Sfas Hanachel, then we're going to measure the Tchum of the city from the edge of this very steep slope. Vim Lav, if not, if there's no wall there, in Maidin Law Elim Pesach Beisay, a person only measures it from the entrance to his house. This is not considered like a city. This is considered like a random collection of houses. And therefore, everyone just measures the tchum from right outside their house. And Amr Le'abai, Abai said to him, Daka Arba Amas, Amritlan. You just said that this wall has to be four Amas. Well, my shna, why is that different? We call Daka Da Alma, Da Arba'a, that all other small things that we're talking about, small entranceways, like we've had on the previous two daf, that's talking about Arba'a, four Tfachim. Why does this have to be four Amas? And that has to be four Tfachim. Amr so he answered, Hasam over there, Lebi Isa Tashmishta. It's not scary to use that thing that we were talking about, which is either an entranceway to the Mavoy or right next to a ladder. Hach over here, Isa Tashmishta. It's very frightening to carry around this entire city if there isn't a wall protecting the inhabitants of the city from falling down into this ravine or down this very steep slope. So therefore, it's only considered like a city that we're going to measure 2,000 amas from outside of it if there's a wall protecting it. And Amr Vyasef Vyasef says, How do I know this? Titan Yuev Abraisa, Hitir Rebbe Sheihu Geder. The people that lived in Geder were allowed to go down to Chamson, whereas the people in Chamson were not allowed to go up together. Take a look at this picture in Rashi. This slanted line is a very steep slope. So we have the city Geder on top of the slope, and the city Chamson really should be somewhere in the middle of the slope. So people that live on the top part of this mountain are allowed to walk down into Chamson, whereas the people from Chamson are not allowed to walk up in together. The Gemara continues, My time, why not? It must be that the people of Geder made this little fence to protect themselves from rolling down the hill, whereas the people of Chamsun didn't. Therefore, the people of Geder measure 2,000 Amas from outside this wall, and that 2,000 Amas brings them into Chamsun, and they're allowed to walk around the entire city, whereas the people of Chamsun don't have a wall. So therefore, each person has to measure individually from his house, and although maybe the people that live at the top of Chamsun might be allowed to walk in together, a lot of the people are not allowed to walk in because Geder is more than 2,000 Amas away from those parts of Chamsun. The Gemara says, no, this has nothing to do with a wall. Kiyotar of Dimun, of Dimi came, Amr, he said, the people of Geder would terrorize or they would attack. They would bully the people of Chamsun. Rashi says sometimes they would even beat them to death. So therefore, Rebbe said the people of Chamsun are not allowed to go in together because they might get beaten over there. So the Gemara says, Umay hit her. So what does that mean Rebbe allowed them to go in? It's really his skin. He established. He made a takana that the people of Chamsun are not allowed to go in together. Really, they're within the Tchum Shabbos of each other. It's just that it's very dangerous for them to go in. Therefore, the people of Geder are allowed to go to Chamsun, but not vice versa. And the Gemara says, Umay Shabbos. So why is it only on Shabbos, they're not allowed to go in. We say because it's more likely that people are going to get drunk on Shabbos. Therefore, it's more dangerous for the people of Chamsun to go in together on Shabbos as opposed to during the week. So the Gemara continues asking, If the people of Gather are allowed to go into Chamsun, so they're going to terrorize the people of Chamsun when they're in Chamsun. The Gemara says, No, that we don't have to be afraid of because a dog out of his city is not going to bark for seven years. He's not confident when he's in a different area. So therefore, the people of Gather are not so brazen to go beat up the people of Chamsun when they're in Chamsun. So the Gemara continues asking, Just because the people of Geder are not going to beat up the people of Chamsun, 
if the people of Geder are in Chamsun, the people of Chamsun might take revenge and beat up the people of Geder. So why should the people of Geder be allowed to go to Chamsun on Shabbos? So Gemara says, Kule Kaifilu. The people of Geder are not going to subjugate themselves that much to the people of Chamsun and allow themselves to be beaten up. So therefore, there's no problem with the people of Geder going into Chamsun on Shabbos. However, this has nothing to do with a wall being made for Geder and not for Chamsun. Now we have a different answer of Safram where he says, Chamsun was really a city shaped like a bow. The two ends of the bow were facing Geder. And since the two ends of the bow were more than 4,000 amas apart, we're not going to square off the city. We're going to measure the Tchum from each individual part of the bow. Therefore, only some parts of Geder were within the Tchum of Chamsun, whereas the entire Chamsun was within the lower edge of Geder. That's why the people of Geder were allowed to go into Chamsun and walk around freely, whereas only some of the people of Chamsun were allowed to walk around Geder, but not the entire Geder. And Rav Dimi Barchidon Amar, he gives a different answer. He says, This is talking about a large city and a small city. Geder was a large city, Chamsun was a small city. Therefore, the people of Geder were allowed to walk around the entire Chamsun, whereas the people of Chamsun were not allowed to walk around the entire Geder because their 2,000 Amas ended somewhere in the middle of Geder. And the Gemara says, Rav Kahana Masni Hachi, Rav Kahana had taught what we just learned with Rav Safra and Rav Dimi Barchinina teaching us these things, whereas Rav Tevyumi Masni Hachi, he taught it as follows, Rav Safra, Vir Rav Dimi Barchinina, Chadamar, one of them says, we just don't know which one, Yerosu Yikikeshes Havoy, it was a city shaped like a bow, Vichadamar, the other one says, again, we don't know who it is, Anshir Katan, Anshir Gedel Havoy, is talking about a big city and a small city. Once again, this story of Geder and Chamsun has nothing to do with a wall being built for Geder and not for Chamsun to prevent them from falling down the hill. Therefore, Rabbi has no raya for his shita from this brisa. And now we had just mentioned this Mishnah previously, and we're going to bring the girsa that Rav Idi had. The people of the large city are allowed to walk around the entire small city. And the people of the small city are allowed to walk around the entire large city. Ketzad, when is this? Misha Ibir Gedalah, someone who lives in the big city, but he placed his Erev in the small city. Where he lives in the small city, and he placed his Erev in the large city. Mahalach is cool, he's allowed to walk around the entire city. And then he starts counting his 2,000 Amos of Tchum, Outside the city. Whereas Rabbi Kiva, I'm Rabbi Kiva argues and he says, He's only allowed to walk 2,000 amas from where he places Erev. What do you agree to mean? If he places Erev inside of a cave, he's only allowed to walk 2,000 amas from where his Erev is. And so you should agree to me that when he places his Erev inside the city, he's still only allowed to walk 2,000 amas from wherever his Erev is. And he doesn't get to walk around the entire city freely and only start counting his 2,000 from outside the city. Amrulai, they responded to him. Amosai, when is that? That's only if there isn't anyone living inside the cave. If there's people living in the cave, you're allowed to walk around the entire cave, and then you start counting 2,000 amas from outside of it. Nimtza turns out, that if he had placed his Erev inside the cave, it's more lenient than if he had placed it on top of the cave. Because if there's people living inside the cave, that's considered his Dalit Amas, and he also starts counting from outside the cave. Whereas if he places his Erev outside or on top of the cave, there's no one living there, and then he would start counting 2,000 Amas from where his Erev is. And the Meshach continues, and in regards to a person measuring his Erev, meaning he didn't place it down anywhere, he's just counting 2,000 Amas from where he is, we give him 2,000 Amas, even if his measurement ends at the end of a cave or even inside the cave, he's not allowed to walk any further than that. The Gemara Sama Chalafon based on the top says, If a person was kind of Shvisa in an abandoned city, he was actually there himself. This was a ghost 
ghost town. It has all of its walls and all of its houses. It's just that no one lives there. L'Rabbanan, according to the Rabbanan, our Mishnah, Mahalchas Kula, he's allowed to walk around the entire city. It's considered like Dalad Amas. V'chutz Amma, and he's allowed to walk 2,000 Amas outside the city. He starts counting his tom from outside the boundaries of this ghost city. Let's say he just placed his Erev inside an abandoned city. Then he only gets 2,000 Amas from where his Erev is, and he's not allowed to walk around the entire city freely. He argues, whether or not he was Shavis there himself, he went himself, or he places Erev down, he's allowed to walk around the entire city, and then he starts measuring his 2,000 Amas from outside the city. This is a very lenient opinion. And the Gemara says, Rabbi Kiva had told him in our Mishnah, wouldn't you agree to me that if a person placed their Erev inside of a cave, he's only allowed to count 2,000 Amas from where his Erev is, and Amrulai, they told him, Amos I went is that Bisman Sha'in Badiurin and there's no one living there. So what do we see from this discussion between Rabbi Kiva and Khamim, Habain Badiurin, when there's an area that no one lives in, like a cave or an abandoned city, Madule. So they agree to Rabbi Kiva that you start counting from where your Arab is, and you're not allowed to walk around this entire area freely and only start counting two thousand arms outside that. So we clearly see that the Kham agree to Rabbi Kiva, and this is not like Rabbi Lezer, who says that even if you placed your Arab down, you get to walk around this entire abandoned city, and then you start counting your two thousand amas from outside the city. So the Gemara answers, it's not a stira. My ain but the urine. What does that mean? There's no one living there. Ain a ra'uyaladira. It's not fit to live there. It doesn't have any mechitzas. Let's say the walls of the cave fell down or something like that. Then the Chacham would agree that you start counting from where your Erev is. However, if you could live there, it just happens to be that no one does live there, like an abandoned city or like a cave that has walls and a roof. It's just that no one lives there. Then the Chacham would still disagree with Rabbi Kiva and they would say you're allowed to walk around this entire area and only from outside of it is where you start counting your 2,000 Amas. And now the Gemara tries to bring a Raya Toshma. We have a Brisa. Shabbos Be'ir, if he was Kanishvisa in a city, he was there himself. Even if it's as large as the metropolis of Antioch, this giant city, if he was Kanishvisa in a cave, even if it's as large as the cave of Tzitkiyo HaMelech, Mahalach is cool, he's allowed to walk around the entire city or cave, and then he starts counting his home of 2,000 Amas from outside this cave or city. Kitani, we just said in this Brisa, a city that's similar to a cave. Mama'ara, just like a cave, Chareva, it's totally desolate, there's no one living there. Afir, Chareva. So too, that means the city that we're talking about, it could be it's totally empty and desolate and no one lives there. Vishavas in, and we see from here that only if he was actually there when Shabbos started, then he's allowed to walk around freely and he counts as 2,000 alms outside of it. But if he placed an Erev there, but he wasn't there physically, then he's not allowed to walk around this entire thing. Mani, who's that like? Elam Rabbi Kiva. If you can say it's like Rabbi Kiva from our Mishnah, well, my Iriya Chareva, why do we have to say that it's completely desolate? Afilu Yeshiva Nami. Even if it's an inhabited city, there's people living there. If you had placed your Erev down, Rabbi Kiva would say you only get 2,000 alms from where your Erev is and not from outside the city. So the Gemara says, El Lav Rabbanon must be this Brazil's Rabbanon. Vitaima de Shavas in. And the only reason why we start counting our Tchum from outside of the city or the cave is because he was actually Shavas there. He was actually there when Shavas came in. But if he had placed his Erev down there, then he would not get 2,000 Amas from outside the boundaries of the city or the cave. So we clearly see that this Brisa is not like Rebbe Lezer's opinion. So the Gemara says it's not a raya. Don't say that we're comparing the city to the cave. Let's say that we compare the cave to the city. Just like a standard city is inhabited. It must be the cave that we're talking about is an inhabited cave. Rabbi Kiva, he in our brass is like Rabbi Kiva. He says, He only gets from the place of his Erev 2,000 Amas. But if he was Shavis there, he was actually physically there, then Rabbi Kiva would agree that he's allowed to count his 2,000 Amas 
from outside the city or the cave. But now the Gemara asks, Kemar Tani, we had said this cave was like the cave of Tzidkiyo, and no one lives in Tzidkiyo's cave because it's a king's cave, or at least now no one lives in it. Maybe someone previously did, but at this current point in time, no one lived there. So how could we say this cave is similar to the city? That just like the city is inhabited, so is the cave. It's obviously not. So the Gemara says, Kemar Tzidkiyo, Kemar Tzidkiyo. It's like his cave, but not like his cave. Kemar Tzidkiyo, it's like his cave, Gedailo, that's very large. But it's not exactly like his cave, the Ilu Hasim over there, Chareva. That's talking about a completely abandoned cave. Vahaka Yeshiva over here, we're talking about a cave that has people living in it. And we conclude the Gemara with the following, Marihuda found the people of Mavrachta, they placed their Erev, inside the Shoal of Be'agaivar. This Shoal was outside the city, but it was within the 2000 Amat Chum of the city of Agaivar. And they held like the Chum of our Mishnah, that once your Erev is within the confines of the city, you're allowed to walk around the entire city freely. So therefore, they didn't even bother placing it inside the city itself, they just placed it within the Chum of the city. Amr Lehu Marihuda told them, you should place your Erev deeper into the city, so you can walk around more of the city. He obviously holds like Rabbi Kiva that argues with Chachamim and does not allow you to walk more than 2,000 Amas from where your Erev actually is. So he suggested to them, why don't you place your Erev deeper into the city so you can actually walk more on Shabbos. Amalei Rava, Rava told Mar Yehuda, Palga, you're arguing with Chachamim. But Erevin, when it comes to Halachas of Erevin, lest the Chashlahad Rabbi Kiva, no one holds of Rabbi Kiva's opinion. We always go with the more Mekel Shita, which is the Chacham's Shita. Hajan Allah Ketzin Ma'avrin, for finishing the fifth parak of Erevin, Be'ez Hashem, we should be zeichar to finish all of Erevin together, and of course, all of Shas together. We're going to pick up tomorrow with a brand new parak, and we're going to delve more deeply into the halachas of Erevin Chatzeris and Shitufim Uvais. But for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.